Hello and welcome back to another episode of Horribly Happy. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Sophie. We're back at it for another week. We got some good chit chat for y'all and some good stories as well. Yeah, we're coming off of a bachelorette party weekend. Shout out Hannah. Shout out Hannah. We're a little tired. Yeah, Um, we're recording on a Monday night and most of the time we try to record Sunday. We didn't even ask each other if we wanted to record Sunday. We just knew that it was a non-option for us and we're still not feeling great today. No, I'm just Not our so best. tired, so tired because I don't, I don't have like a lot of sleeping problems, but I have a hard time sleeping. I'm like slightly a particular sleeper, but I have like a really hard time sleeping in new places. Um, and then I get like, especially when I'm sleeping in a new place where I have like something important or like big going on the next day. So like, Friday night we got to the Airbnb for Hannah's um batch and like people were there like it was the start of the batch but Saturday was the big day and I just like couldn't fall asleep and then I just like had anxiety about not being able to fall asleep which I felt like kept me up even longer oh no and so Sophie and I shared a bed (laughs) and when somebody's sleeping next to you does it make it worse I don't think it makes it worse but I don't sleep next to someone like on a regular basis like yeah I you know don't have like a partner so it's it like adds to not being in like my normal okay environment I used to have sleeping issues as well and if somebody was sleeping next to me like if they were asleep like I wasn't asleep yet but they already fell asleep it was like a big issue because it's like Oh my god. Oh my god, they're already asleep. Mm-hmm. I think I've slept with you so many times that I just like know you fall asleep instantly, which like I'm so jealous of. As soon as I shut my eyes. Yeah, I man, that's like nothing something I've never experienced. Um, I don't know how it happened because it didn't used to be that way. Yeah. But so then like we had a big day Saturday, which was so fun. And I, I like felt so actually pretty fine on Saturday, but I feel like the sleep deprivation always hits you like two days after, like even three days after. So for sure yesterday I was dead and I'm still feeling pretty tired today. Yeah. We had like a little winery tour and then we went downtown Stillwater for dinner and drinks after and okay. <laughs> I had so much fun, but I also was reminded, like, I'm so glad I don't go out every weekend like this, like I used to, (laughs) because first of all, I'm so tired still, and, like, we went to, like, a dancing, like, bar, what would you call it, like, yeah, like, there was a dance floor, and there's a club with, like, kind of, you know, like, the grimy songs, like, Get Low and whatever, And it's like so fun in the moment. And then you're just like, oh my gosh, you look around partway through, you're like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I felt so old looking around (laughs) and we're like not that old. And I feel like there was people there like our age as well, but I mean, maybe not, but it it was so fun. I love dancing and I was like, I was like having so much fun. I was dancing. And then also, I was like 
I need a bed right now. I am so tired. My feet hurt. I'm so sweaty. I'm so gross. Um, and trust me, we were not out that late, but, um, it was a full day. It was like a whole, a whole group of you girls decided like, we're all going to leave and not tell part of these people that we're leaving because all of a sudden everybody left and there was just five six of us left and we all like were like oh and then we just continued to absolutely dance our faces off but it was like were they like conspiring to leave and trying not to tell us (laughs) I I have no idea what conversations were being had I noticed Lexi asked if someone wanted to leave and I just jumped in like I have no idea like I wasn't part of any planning if there was any from my understanding I don't think there was I think Lexi just looked over I think I was just like so oblivious and like I was having I was clearly having fun so people didn't think to ask me to leave because I was like literally taking shots and like dancing yeah well some people were kind of dwindling the night down yeah so um I don't think it was like a conspiracy I think just like all of a sudden a group of people expressed they were ready and I jumped in I don't think I was like supposed to be part of that group because we didn't have like enough spots in the car but I was like no I have to go take me home let me in you were asleep when I came home unless you were faking it oh I was drifting off I heard you come in but yeah, like I slept well that night. Okay, good. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was super fun. Shout out Hannah. We love you. We loved celebrating you. It was so fun meeting all her friends. Her friends are great. That was like yeah. my first time meeting like um a lot of her other college and her high school friends. And it was just a good group of girls. So I had so much fun despite complaining about being tired. It was worth <laughs> it. It's always worth it. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy it doesn't happen every weekend. Like yeah. it used to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's always so fun having those types of events because it's like bachelorette parties, showers, weddings, even. It's just like, oh my gosh, like you meet people like you all your friends you know are like multifaceted, but then you get to meet all of their mm-hmm. different dimensions, which is really fun. Yeah. Oh, and one more thing. Jen and I just like showed up to this bachelorette like matching in so many different ways and like Jenna and I are obviously <laughs> very close and we have this podcast so we talk like without the podcast we talk a lot but yeah we're just, and we like, have we have similar style as well and yeah we like are both TikTok sluts and freaking easily like, influenced easily influenced by the trends on TikTok so yeah we have a lot but of things. I feel like people sometimes I just wonder if people are like those girls are so mature they're like so obsessed with each other but but truthfully like we really don't try we are just so alike and then have similar interests and styles and tastes that it just like really bleeds over <laughs> um, but like we showed up with but, our matching Stanley water bottles and then I have these like chunky black sandals that are like Doc Martin dupes and I knew or they're they're actually Skechers though. Shout out Skechers. We both have them. And then yeah, Sophie has them. And when I picked them out, I'm like, I know Sophie's gonna be wearing these, but I really don't care. Like this is the vibe. I show up, I pull up my sandals, I'm like, which sandals did you bring, Sophie? She was like, obviously those ones. 
And then we had matching shorts and just like a lot of we matching. Have, like we have matching, matching purses. I didn't bring it. <laughs> I think I mostly copied Jenna. Jenna's like a little bit quicker to the trend game. And I let her try it out. <laughs> yeah, I let her like try it out. I copied the purse from you. Yeah. And the Lululemon belt bag, even though like I had it first, but. Oh yeah, you did. You were like already way into it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was a cute moment for us to have so a lot of matching, cute. matching things. Um, <laughs> all right. So shall we go into a different corner? Yeah. Let's move into Sophie Sparks corner. <laughs> Sophie's sexy suitors. <laughs> the ha- the dating harassel. <laughs> That's my fave. Um updates not much, but it is a big update. Um I am I was kind of seeing someone yep for the past month-ish. Walkman. I think that's what we decided to call him. Yeah, aka cousin. Yeah, who's not my cousin. <laughs> um, no more. It's over. Um, that that makes it sound super dramatic. Um, it's over. It is done. <laughs> um, yeah. It. I don't really know how much I should say. It's not like a super big deal. I just like always get self conscious of who's listening. Um, I don't really know what happened. I was told many things, many reasons. I think ultimately it's just like, he's not that into me, but maybe didn't want to say it and that's okay. Yeah. That's literally part of dating. Yeah. But it's not fun to hear 500 reasons and yeah, not, not I kind of the main reason that you think it might be. Yeah. I felt like, you know, like every stereotypical reason you would hear from someone like that was said. Yeah. And then there was like a con- lot of contradiction. So um, kind of confusing, but that's okay. Um, I don't think this person's intent was like trying to be like mean or terrible. Right. Um, you know, it just didn't work out and it's a bummer, but that's okay. Yeah. And it's easy for me to say because I'm not in this situation, um, but it, I, it is hard, but you also don't want to be with somebody that isn't like so into it you know what I mean like yeah you'll find somebody that's just like head over heels and it's just gonna click yeah you and I talked about it I feel like you grounded me a lot you know like we weren't seeing each other for that long um there shouldn't be so much questioning in the beginning of a relationship like it should be fun and easy so I think just like bringing myself back to reality helps a lot but it's it is hard in the moment yeah so hard But that also means like feelings were real and like you're doing the right thing by dating because you are developing feelings, which is good. So it's like the hardness means it's raw and real, but it still sucks. For sure. And another update I had. So I'm like very close with my mom. So she like knew I was seeing someone and like that ended and whatever. And she is like, um, Okay, so first off, my dad's adorable. He also <laughs> called me. I like I didn't tell him anything, but my mom we talked to him. Love Paul. My mom talked to him obviously because they're married and they chat about their children. Um, I'm trying to think of everything he said to me. He's just the sweetest. I remember when a guy in college 
um, who like I was seeing for, for a while, um, we ended and my dad called me cause I was like super sad about it or whatever. And he told me that kind of what Jenna was saying, like someday you're going to find someone who's so obsessed with you. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's what you like should wait for and what you, you know, know will be the right thing. So he kind of just like reminded me of all those things and brought me down to reality. But my mom was like, <laughs> boys your age are afraid of commitment like I don't know what society has done to them like such a boomer thing to say and I'm just like mm-hmm. and then like I'm being sassy back like well none of my friends had issues finding guys <laughs> <laughs> um and my mom's like Sophie you're intimidating I'm like in like a good way I'm like I stop I don't even know what that means it doesn't sound good well, your mom thinks you should find somebody like older that can so yeah to my point my mom is that. like you need to date someone older and I was like oh my gosh so my brother is four years older than me and I've always set like a cap of like not dating anyone older than him because it just like feels kind of weird to me even though I don't think it's actually that like the older you get age gaps yeah, I feel age like are, gap is way less prominent for sure yeah but I did increase my age <laughs> on a dating app to 33 and let me tell you there's a lot of good looking suitors okay and I feel like that was the issue before and I and John and I talked about this before or Jenna's heard all of this before but just so everyone is in in the know like dating in your late 20s it's just like I didn't really think I would be running into people who are like wanting to find themselves or like feeling kind of lost which that's okay. Like you can feel that way at any age. Yeah. Um, I think it's just like, you know, when you, when you put yourself out there and say you want to date and whatever, like it was whatever, we don't need to get into it when you're being a little contradicting and kind of like saying one thing and acting one way. And then kind of like saying that stuff. Like, I think I'm just like, Oh, I just, I want to find someone who like wants to grow in a life together. And I'm like, these older men, I feel like probably have found themselves fingers crossed yeah yes um so sure I think that's a really good move to increase that age range so anybody in the Minneapolis St. Paul area if you think there's a sexy suitor (laughs) DM the horribly happy pod yeah age range can be 25 to 33 I think that's what it is okay and uh you know just send us 25 feeling a little young though I'm not gonna (laughs) lie we're just you know maybe there's some really mature 25 year olds yeah right I mean age doesn't have to to mean anything but um yeah so I am broadening I'm casting a wider net or attempting to yeah that's my my dating update if anyone cares if you want more um in-depth details message me we can talk privately (laughs) (laughs) maybe depends who you are (laughs) (laughs) okay well thanks for that so we're rooting for you um we're also you know here as your support system will be the net to catch you when you fall love (laughs) thanks everyone which hopefully you don't fall again okay anyways Okay, so I have an update as well. It's nothing like that. It's just what's been consuming my whole being these past two weeks. 
I am listening to the Murdoch Murders podcast. Oh, you are? Okay. It is freaking wild. Like, I don't even know what to say. Okay, so you should listen to the Murdoch Murders podcast by Mandy Matney. So she's a reporter in South Carolina where all of this is happening. And she actually, like... She's like a local reporter and she's the one that's breaking, her and her team are the one that's breaking all of the news there. Like mainstream media, especially before she started like doing this podcast, was totally getting the facts twisted and wrong on this case because there just wasn't, you know, somebody on the ground doing that work or they weren't, she, she does write for Fitz News, which is like a local news source Mm -hmm. there. Um, but apparently like local news or um, like mainstream media wasn't like reading what she was writing. So they were like kind of getting it twisted. Anyways, what I covered on the Murdoch murders, like all of it is true, but there's so much more like that. Gosh, is like, okay. Way crazier. Like what I covered does not even skim the surface. Wait, I'm so excited. I started following the podcast. It is. Okay crazy and the production gets so much better over time because like when she starts it's like very like hodgepodge like what we're doing here basically (laughs) and as it goes on like it gets much easier to listen to but it is so 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 wild like I can't even put it into words I'm addicted I can't stop listening every moment of my free time I'm listening to it I'm so excited I highly recommend and she's like she is a good journalist like she cares about the victims like she's a victim first journalist so it's not just like to get a national headline like she is the one that is like breaking the news talking to sources she's been working on the Murdoch or the Murdoch family like investigating them for three years so she started investigating them when the boat crash happened okay like three 2019 She's in it. She's Isn't in it. Isn't that crazy? I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you said that because I was like, there's so many episodes. I don't know if I want to like, I don't know if it's worth getting into and I'm convinced I will, I will, I will do it. I like literally I get excited to like fold my laundry and go on a walk and cook dinner. Cause like all Isn't I'm that doing the best? is doing that podcast. It's like, and new stories break every day. Like I haven't even, like I definitely start from the beginning, obviously. But it's just, like, so crazy. I can't, like, if you remember the Gloria Satterfield case where his housekeeper died and he allegedly stole money from the family in the settlement. Yeah. There are so many more alleged cases just like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm excited to go to work tomorrow so that I can put my headphones in I like can't even listen to it while at work because I want to listen to every single word (laughs) yeah yeah maybe I'll only do those when I'm doing monotonous work but like you said or like working out going on a walk doing dishes whatever Mm. anyway I would love to maybe do a a rehash on the Murdoch family um when I've like consumed more on it because I don't even feel like I skimmed the surface Okay, we'll have to do another update. Yeah. And she, Mandy is like, she's a little bit sassy. So she like constantly calls out like the mainstream media for getting it wrong or like other journalists in her area for getting it wrong. And she's like, if you're listening to a podcast, 
and they say Alex Murdo, you know that they aren't investigating it correctly because his name is Alec Murdog. <laughs> or Alec well, us Murdoch. the first time we talked about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, oh, gosh. highly recommend. Sweet. Um, on that note, I'm I started reading Conversations with Friends, which is your favorite book, arguably your favorite book. Yeah. I'm so into it. I that makes me so happy. Yeah, because like you know me, I usually only like read when I'm like laying outside, but I've started um reading on my bus commute um yeah. to and from work, and it's like not enough time. Like I was just reading for like 30 minutes before we started oh this, God. and that's like not me. And I will probably read before I go to bed, which is also not me. It's a habit I need to get into, but I read just not all the time. Yes. Um yeah, you One, know you're into a book when you find like random pockets of your day just to like keep going. Yeah. And like you don't oh, like normally if I'm not that into book, I'm like, I'll just read a chapter and like stop yeah. after the chapter ends. Like when I'm into a book, like I'll I'll just like keep going and then I'll have to stop like mid-sentence because I'll like need to like hop actually in, uh, hop yeah. in and do go do something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, one more thing. Taylor Swift, our queen, queen, savior, lord, and ruler, savior. God is a woman, and that woman is Taylor Swift, and I stand by that. Um, God is a woman, and she just announced that she's dropping an album August twenty first, October twenty first, and I have never wanted to wish away a fall so quickly. (laughs) I know, I know, I refuse. Midnight is the name of the album. Her little um, precursor, like explanation of the album, is literally poetry. It's yeah. so beautiful. I think it's just going to be like exactly what the actual album will encompass. 13 tracks, of course. Like, how? I'm like so deep <laughs> into the TikToks about it and like all the theories and like, okay, pushing aside like all the missed Easter eggs or whatever, like, I don't think anyone predicted this exact scenario. Um, But I just saw someone who was like, is it, is it the side B of lover? Is it the third album to folklore, folklore and evermore? Is it karma? Is it whatever? Because she's like, or is this just like some fun little side project she's been working on for the past (laughs) years? Cause that's what she does. It's so true, but I'm, I'm so in, I'm so interested in the vibe like I cannot wait I'm like I feel like I'm in my stomach thinking about it I think I'm gonna feel the most feels I've ever felt on this album yeah totally I'm like tearing up just thinking about it did you see Harry Styles outfit in the conspiracy theories with that no well he performed last night okay so you know what Taylor Swift wore to her after party yeah the midnight blue. Yeah. Yeah. He performed last night and wore a total blue ensemble with um sparkly silver stars. Okay. If Harry and Taylor Swift collabed, I would be okay dying. Like that is everything I want in life. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. We have to start talking about it because I am like so emotional about it, but also. <laughs> Me and Jenna and our friend Sarah are saving up for whenever Taylor Swift tours again, because now it'll be four albums released um, since she last toured. And I am literally prepared to fly to the middle of Antarctica to watch her perform. 
I will I will spend any amount of money to watch her live. Like no joke. I will fly to London if if necessary. Yeah, same. <laughs> like it's it's done. Consider it done. <sighs> yeah. All right. Okay. We're not a Taylor Swift. We're done. So please come back if you don't like her. (laughs) And if you don't like her, leave, actually. Hey, we're done talking. So come back, but just come back so that we can tell you to leave because you don't like her. So get out. (laughs) Peace. All right. Pivoting over to stories. So I am horrible this week. Sophie and I and some gal pals and maybe... And maybe anybody, maybe maybe just some pals, are going to the state fair this week. Oh yeah, so we're Hopefully. going to the Minnesota State Fair, and to really do big- a live show. <laughs> so dumb. Sorry. Hundred dollars a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually the headlining performer. <laughs> yeah, big day. So we're going just for fun and we'll give you a recap when we're done with that because there'll be lots to say. But this, along with our friend Abby, recommended that we look into deaths at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's really interesting. But I did a slight twist on it. I looked into deaths at state fairs. Ooh. And I looked into the death at the Ho- death at the Ohio State Fair in 2017, so fairly recently. Oh, okay. And it's pretty tragic, so I'll get into it now. My sources are NBC News, uh, News 5 Cleveland, and Washington Post. Okay. So you might have you might remember hearing about this when I start talking about it because I remember it being on the news as well. Okay. It was just like really crazy. Yeah. Um so in 2017, a day at the Ohio State Fair in Columbus turned deadly after a ride malfunctioned. The incident happened at around 7:30 p.m. Witnesses report that the ride malfunctioned and it was called the firewall. It's the ride name, which swings and spins passengers in a pendulum-like motion. A video of the incident was actually posted on YouTube showing seats of the ride breaking off and flying bodies through the air. And I saw the video, and I wish I didn't. It's really sad and devastating. Yeah. A witness told NBC News that the whole car went flying off and over the side while in motion. One person said the ride was going as normal and then all of a sudden you see people flying out. And then a guy working hit the emergency stop button, which also made people fly off and fly out of their seat as well. Videos show that multiple passengers were ejected at high speed with high energy many feet, at least 20 or 30, if not more, into the air, and then crashing a significant distance from the ride. So, just in the pause here, I literally, like, am so scared of rides, and I didn't used to be. I think as you get older, you just get more cautious and, like, aware of, like, the fragility of life. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. But I used to, like, like, Valley Fair is a big amusement park where we live. 
used to like love going to Valley Fair and like those rides I thought were so fun. And yeah. now I'm just like, first of all, I get motion sick. Second of all, I'm like so scared. Like those rides yeah. are old as fuck. I know. I haven't been on a ride in so long. Um, there was like, I would only go on like two of them at Valley Fair, but which, yeah, like Steel not- Venom and Wild Thing. Yeah, like I'm not a big adrenaline junkie. Um, like I don't crave it. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna cry if you make me go on this ride, but I'm like, I don't really care. I used to be a big adrenaline junkie. Like I used to love that kind of stuff. But like you and bungee jumping. Oh yeah. That's adrenaline. Yeah, that's just because I felt like I had to say yes to every opportunity that was presented to me in that time in my life. Did you like shit yourself or what? Like I don't really remember it. Really? I mean, it's really fast. You were yeah, so like going and like forcing yourself to jump. So I guess like quick sidebar, everyone. I studied abroad in South Africa and South Africa has the highest bungee jump bridge in the world. I think there's like higher of like other spots that are higher but like bridge wise um South Africa has it and I did it and it's like so not like me to do it but I just like felt like I wanted to say yes to every possible experience when I was studying abroad even though I feel like that's like not really reflective of like South Africa but anyway Sagittarius energy (laughs) yeah but the worst part was like walking on the bridge to get out to that spot. Cause you're like, look, it's like kind of a long walk. You're like looking down. Yeah. And then, um, they make you, this will be great. Cause I'll post pictures of this. It'll be funny. Um, yeah. Then they bring you to the edge and you have to like put your arms out and they make your feet. So they're like halfway over the edge. And I remember, be- I do remember being on the edge and being like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like that's okay. And they're like, yeah, okay. Three, two, one. And they like, push you but I did also oh they, they push like, you well they give you a little nudge because it's so unnatural to yeah jump off. um but like I did jump like I have a video of it somewhere and I like like some people jump like upright like they're gonna just like cannonball and then they like kind of even out I did like dive I looked like somewhat athletic oh but yeah the whole thing is like really quick got it like, I think like you couldn't pay me right now to go bungee jump- jumping or skydiving and I used to want to skydive <laughs> yeah but now I do like like I'm always the first one to like cliff jump like off rocks into yeah. water or do like climbing or hiking like stuff like that cliff jumping mm-hmm. stuff like that that doesn't involve man-made you know yeah. devices that can't like that's just like you jump into water and you're fine like there's no rock you chuck there's no rocks okay great but like what if you're skydiving and your parachute doesn't get released like that shit scares me and that's what this story reminded me of like I think I'm just scared of like devices failing because the there's always it. a chance that it's gonna fail yeah even if it it doesn't like even if it's so low yeah yeah like the risk of skydiving or bungee jumping is like there's no reward for me even because it doesn't sound fun so the risk completely outweighs the reward yeah 
Like you don't even crave that feeling. So you're like, what's yeah. the point? Yeah. But I do like it while like jumping off cliffs. So I guess that's just like a, a me. I don't. Too. I don't. So I, yeah. Bungee jumping is very uncharacteristic of me. So. Yeah. Anyways, I just like made me think like. Yeah. How I no longer, I, the mo- the older I get, the more cautious I am just of like fra- the fragility of life. And like, um, I guess like when you're younger, you, you kind of have like a what is it called you think you're invincible right and I definitely yeah you're so ignorant you're so naive yeah I definitely used to feel that like this wouldn't happen to me yeah but now my mindset has totally shifted I'm like this would happen to me (laughs) yes yeah I will be the statistic yeah yes so I'll get back into the story now so the fair which was scheduled to run August 6th um, oh, through August 6th, attracts hundreds of thousands of people each year. More than 921,000 people attended the fair in 2016, which is less than the Minnesota State Fair. So um, I don't know Losers. who's counting that, but just noting that. Yeah. So the ride was inspected multiple times. So it wasn't like the ride was not inspected. It was inspected multiple times. Yeah. Something went terribly wrong. And Tyler Jarrell, who was 18 at the time, died when the ride malfunctioned. Riding the fireball when the ride malfunctioned and was thrown about 50 feet from the ride and was pronounced dead on the midway. Like 50 feet is so far. Seven other people were injured during the incident, some in critical condition, including Jarrell's girlfriend was also injured. And sadly, when she was injured, she didn't know that her boyfriend had died. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Jarrell's family said in 2017 they were filing a wrongful death suit, but I researched to see if there's any updates on that and I did not find any updates. So I'm not sure if just like the lawsuit is taking a long time or if maybe they settled outside of court, but they were pursuing that option. According to the Franklin County coroner, Tyler died of blunt force trauma. He suffered injuries to his head, trunk, and lower extremities. Tyler would have been a 23-year-old Marine today. He signed up for the Marines. Mm. So the fireball was created by a Dutch manufacturer, KMG, and is a pendulum-style ride that weighs 54 tons. So six six individual arms stem from the ride. So think of it like kind of a a spider, like, you know, with those arms going out. With each arm attaching to a gondola-style cabin that can fit up to four passengers. So it has, like, a little knob at the end, like, gondola at the end with passengers inside. Yeah. The ride can accommodate 24 riders at a time. Each rider is secured into the cabin with an older, with an over-the-shoulder harness. It was one of the gondolas that broke off the ride in Columbus. The ride protocol calls for riders to be secured by loading platform lowers and the claw begins to slowly swing. So as the momentum picks up, the arms begin to rotate. I'm miming this for Sophie right now. Yeah. The swinging. Yeah. Yeah. The swinging continues as the ride hits its peak at 120 degrees. At this angle, riders are to the halfway point of being turned completely upside down. 
the ride itself when this incident happened was 18 years old so pretty old i don't know how old rides last though but that's mm-hmm. why i'm like i think a long time i know that's why i'm like the rides at Valley think Valley about the, the renegade at valley fair is like literally made of wood so old so it was determined that excessive corrosion on the interior of the gondola support beam dangerously reduced the beam's wall thickness over the years, leading to the catastrophic failure of the ride during operation. So although there was inspections, it didn't catch that interior corrosion because corrosion starts from the inside and then it, in most cases, appears on the outside later. So when so you don't see it until it's really bad. Yeah, it was interior at this time. So looking ahead to this year, the in 2022, the Ohio State Fair already happened. It was end of July through beginning of August. And uh, it was the first time that the state fair was in full capacity for the first time since the pandemic hit. And ride safety was at the top of everyone's mind. Um, And actually, a bill was signed after the 2017 accident called Tyler's Law that helped with ride safety. It raised safety. uh, It really raises the level of safety standards for amusement ride safety industry in the state of Ohio. So back in 2019, Governor DeWine signed Tyler's Law to improve safety and operation of amusement rides. Now, Ohio is in line with standards from the American Society for Testing and Materials, which, like, why weren't they before? But yeah, they are now. And ride owners are required to share information about how rides are stored and outside and used outside of Ohio because these fairs, like, they don't own the rides, they yeah, they just and they're brought in, yeah. There are also new minimums for the number of inspections and inspectors for each type of ride. It establishes protocol for ride owners to complete fatigue and corrosion reviews and inspections based on the categories of the rides, which would hopefully catch something like this in the future. So after that incident happened, the fireball ride was banned not only by Ohio, but other states as well. And then later on, the fireball manufacturer actually ordered all fares to stop operating that ride. So it's in use. Okay. But yeah, really, really devastating story. It's just like, it's supposed to be just like a fun night at the fair. And like to Mm -hmm. have that happen is so sad. And rest peace to Tyler and condolences to his family and girlfriend and anybody affected by the incident. It's just like really sad. And it just feels like, not real i guess like you don't really think of that happening like right 2017 <laughs> and you trust this stuff is like being tested like you yeah said. um oh gosh well i probably won't be riding any rides <laughs> i knew you wouldn't anyway so i'm like let's yeah i'll go down the slide at the fair the only ride i do like is like the one that goes over the whole fair at night that's and it's not just like, really a ride that's just that's like, what i'm saying it's just like a chairlift so it's yeah, like it's a chairlift it's like mechanical but i i don't like it feels like a different yeah ride. yeah i think the giant slide is fun too but that's also not like mechanical i would love to see you do that <laughs> if you do it i'll take a video okay 
Well, that's really sad, really tragic. And yeah, just like ugh, makes your heart sink a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. there's so many more like accidents at amusement parks that I could have gone into. And oh, they're all just like so sad and gruesome. I mean, yeah. obviously, but it's just sometimes hard to read about. Yes. Okay, well, thanks for sharing. Tis the season for fairs, so it was Mm -hmm. um, fitting. Yeah, so be cautious. Yeah. Um, Yeah, okay. Pivoting to my story this week, calling this Closing a Wasteful Fashion Loop. And my Mm -hmm. sources this week are goodnewsnetwork.org and tmail.com. Okay. I'm actually very curious if you've heard of this. So the company T-Mill has built a business model for making mass-produced t-shirts from mass-produced t-shirts. So quote from the article from goodnewsnetwork.org says, these days, if you're having a corporate event, a good idea is to print hundred cotton shirts to commemorate it. Going on tour and looking to drum up some merchandise money for your band? Print 500 cotton t-shirts to sell at the merch booth. Trying to keep the World Wildlife Fund's profits going? Print 10,000 cotton t-shirts to send to donors. So right now, about 10% of the world's CO2 emissions come from like the clothing industry. Mm -hmm. And 40% of clothing is never worn. This is according to tmill.com. They also allege that a truckload of clothes is dumped in a landfill or burned around the world every second. And their goal is to stop the rapid flow of waste and pollution from the clothing industry. So what T-Mail does is um, it has products that are printed and made to order from organic cotton using renewable energy. So essentially this is like a clothing company, like, like what you would do if you're trying to like order corporate clothes or whatever. It's a company that produces that and can print things on it. Um, so, and they're actually based out of the UK, I believe, but that's so cool. I've never heard of them. Yeah. Me neither. If we ever need to make shirts. No, I'm literally like, okay. So when we do merch. Yeah. (laughs) So they use organic cotton farming for their materials to start or when they do need materials. Um, which does appear to be better for producers and the ecosystem around the farms by using co-planting and insect traps. It also uses less water because the the fields they use to grow organic cotton are located in the north of India, where the monsoons fill reservoirs that supply most of the water they need. Got it. Um, Yeah, so they get like the water naturally through that process. Um, they also touch on their website that wastewater from the dyeing process in clothing production is a large source of pollution in the clothing industry. However, T-Mill recovers the used water clean and recirculate it. So they do this by filtering the water using reverse osmosis and distillation. They then add salt back in so the dye adheres and all the quote curry mulchy stuff left over is dried out and used for road markings, which super interesting. Mm. And about 95% of the water is recirculated and recovered from the wastewater that they produce. So 95% of it is reused again. And the water, like after all that process is done, the water is clean enough to drink 
after going through all that. So they do a really good job. I'm, I'm on the website right now. It looks so cool. Yeah. So every t-shirt bought from T-Mail can be sent back and ground up into cotton fiber, sterilized and remade into new t-shirts and a pair of carbon neutral factories powered by renewable energy. So each, like when, if you were to order t-shirts or an item of clothing from them, um, each shirt comes with like a QR code on like the tag where your tag is on your shirt that can be scanned and actually worth a little bit of money when sent back to T-Mail. So by doing so, the consumer becomes the supplier as where T-Mail would have had to purchase new cotton. They can spend the money on shipping to retrieve old or unwanted T-Mail tees from previous buyers. So that's when I first, smart. yeah. So when I first started looking into this, I thought you could just like send any old t-shirt and they reuse it, which I don't think they do. I think it's mostly just that like they want to produce these t-shirts like when you're done with them or yeah. or whatever, you send them back and they reuse them again because it sounds like they're very particular about the um, materials they use mm-hmm. as well. So it's essentially like they want to u- reuse their shirts. Totally. Um, however, it has proven to be difficult to keep up with other fast fashion brands and T-Mail does have to sell at a higher price point um, than competitors, but they do find that when they buy or sell in bulk, they can lower the manufacturing costs. They also work with smart tech innovations like machines that print uh, shirts with custom designs in real time, along with orders um, to reduce the amount of warehouse inventory needed. So they like print as things are being ordered. You know, they don't like mm-hmm. have high stock. Right. Inventory, yeah. Just sitting around. Yep. And something else they do is they have like cloud platforms that allow small designers to start their own fashion brands while working with T-Mail. So um, they're just like super involved. Like not only could like you and me probably just like order a bulk order of t-shirts, but if there's like artists who want to um, showcase their work or their designs, they can like partner with T-Mail to do that. So super cool. I love the idea of like a circular economy. Yes, circular. That's That's what they use a lot on their website. Um, Yeah, so cool. Like, and if, like, I don't know if you're necessarily like making money sending your clothes back, but they said a rebate. So it's like pretty much to no hassle. Probably like credit, right? Yeah. Um, But it's like, I think they make it as, they try to make it as easy as possible to ship their your unwanted and used um previous t-mails back to the company so that they can reuse them so yeah i don't know i just thought it was really cool it's just really refreshing to love that it looks like they have a a ted talk as well ted talk how to design the circular economy i'm definitely going to watch that yeah i think it was like so cool that on every level they're trying to create a circular economy whether yeah. it's like growing the product manufacturing the product and then like reusing it yeah um Energy i think yeah the facility is like yes very cool. i think that. um we always talk about reduce reuse recycle and reduce and reuse is something that like i could work on and they should be like a top priority because yeah we could get into recycling as part of the horrible story (laughs) I know well reuse I feel like I actually do reuse a lot of things but reduction it's cool to see corporates 
implementing the reuse. Yeah. Because I think on a consumer basis, it's more common, maybe. Um, Definitely not common in the fashion industry. No, for sure not. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Like some companies try to like or they like greenwash you know like h&m has like a sustainability line where you're like okay sure sure, sure. (laughs) but like this company is like actually like from every facet are trying to do better which we love so props Mm -hmm. um yeah so keep in mind if you ever need shirts i know they are not based in the u.s but um and i didn't look into it deeply but i feel like they would probably have international options or it'd be great if they could grow to a point where they could offer international yeah very cool love yeah awesome well and also no that's it all right well we're gonna get some much needed sleep yeah (laughs) everyone else have a great rest of your week thanks for joining we love you stay happy as happy as you can be bye bye